Today's guest is 27, has lived all over growing up, but is from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. He's also the head foreman for a construction company. He has his own business making custom two-order epoxy resin and wood projects. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Joshua Riegler. Josh, how's it going today? Uh, not bad. It's kind of exciting. Good. I'm glad to hear it. It's a wonderful Friday. Um, where are you calling in from today? Uh, I'm in Davis, California, right up there. Where? Where? Oh, by Sacramento. Yeah. For those people who are uh, not familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So Davis is the uh, that's that's where UC Davis is for all the you folks wondering. Um, fancy college. So, fancy college. It's kind of a smaller town, um, but not bad. So in my the bio I just read for you, you've grown up and lived all over, but you're mm-hmm. originally from Michigan. Um, actually, so I was born in Fayetteville, North Carolina in a military hospital and okay. then kind of lived all throughout the South there, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, and then moved to Wisconsin for like kindergarten through seventh grade. And, uh, that was always home. It's all North, but I was constantly involved with Upper Peninsula because I had family up there. And then we moved up there. My dad got a new job and that's, I identify as a Uber. <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise. Okay, so that's that's where that's where you call home. That's where I call home. Yeah, that's what that's what matters. Okay. Um. So what? I know who you are now. I, I've known each other for about two or so years now. But what what was Josh like as a kid? Josh as a kid was. I was a completely different dude. Like, I, it's hard to even think back. Um, to being that person. I've had a lot happen and just the way how I used to accept things. I was picked on a lot. Um, and I didn't realize it was, I was just socially awkward. I was always trying to be nice to people. And and like, uh, one of the big things my mom was treat others as you like to be treated. And, uh, I wasn't a saint by any means. I learned about lying in like the first grade, like a little bit late, but I, 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 I've done that. I lied about grades, stuff like that. I'm not like some, some awesome person, but I, I wasn't ever overly cruel and I feel like I ended up seeing that a lot. Um, now I see it for what it was with, with me. Yeah. So at the time you didn't view it as bullying. You didn't know what it was. Well, I'd, I'd heard about it and I'd seen it, but it was always just like, yeah, this is just my place. So like, like a good example would be uh i used to my mom always enrolled she was she was very religious and she always had us go to youth group and to church on sundays and then there were the youth, these youth group camps so it was like a camping trip you go out to this cabin and you'd have like events and stuff and go to the lake or uh, stuff like that and uh i was kind of like always the outcast i had like one one buddy and then like i had like a couple people i talked to and all the different cliques because i grew up from it was a really small town so like mm-hmm. my high school was k through 12 and they're 500 people total and it was all in one building so it was was real tiny Mm -hmm. but um i don't know if i've told you this story but uh Mm -mm. we went to this we went to this youth group and this is right around the time holes had come out on shia labeouf or labeouf or whatever his name is yeah 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 and uh we decided we're all going to pretend to be characters from holes and talk like they did and just stuff like it was it was kind of dumb it was a it was a dorky little thing we were doing i was like i had to be like 10 or so i guess and um <clears throat> we were out there and we were there for a day and uh i was just i was kind of like all the all the boys had to stay, stay together and it was like five of us 
and then all the girls stayed together and then there was different different groups that stayed together so we we all were forced to stay together and they were part of like the uh, their parents made them go and they were part of the like the jocks or the the, the popular kids i guess and i was kind of mm-hmm. just there um so i jumped right in i was like yeah i want to be friends it's like let's talk i'll be friendly and stuff like that but i i kind of understood the dynamic for the social dynamic of like, like how the the popularity structure went and at one point they, they'd all pick their names and stuff and then they said you're zero you're gonna be zero because nobody liked that character and i was like i love zero i'll be that guy for sure cool yeah yeah and he came he came up and he said uh like the their little head guy his name, his name was also josh josh hamlin dickhead he uh he came up and uh he pulled me out of the side and said hey so like you understand right and i went what do you what do you mean what's up what do you want to talk about buddy cool we're hanging out it's fun and he said so like when we get back to school, you're not hanging out with us. Like you're not cool. You're not one of our, our crew. It's just like for, for now we're kind of like have to have you. So it's like, it's whatever, but you know, you're not like allowed to hang out with, so we get back. And now I'd probably be like, Oh, and just grab a tree branch and be like, cool. I don't need to. Cause you don't live anymore. <laughs> yeah. But then at that point I looked at him and I, and I said, yeah, man, of course. I totally understand that. I'm just thankful. I get to, hang out with the guys now like I knew I I knew in my heart kind of what I was I was like yeah I'm not the cool part. I'm not this I had such a bad self-image that it was just like natural it's like of course they wouldn't want to hang out with me back then look at me everyone says I'm this everyone says I'm that they do they do this that and the other and it was and I was Damn, I was yeah. really like I had giant ears like my head I didn't grow into my head or anything like that my teeth were all messed up my nose was just huge it was just that was a kid so it's all gangly and weird looking yeah and then I was just a little too overly friendly was the thing yeah then it, it it had to get annoying I, I'm sure but I just wanted to be friends with people I wanted that connection so it was yeah kind of, it kind of I don't know of those so things. this Josh so this other Josh. Yeah. He was also he was also like ten years old. Yeah, we were both the same age. And he yeah. pulls you aside and says so don't hang actually, out with us when we get back. Yeah, like, we're not like, actually friends. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Kids are horrible, man. Yeah. It was it's it's horrible, but it's honest, I guess. So there's the there's the his saving grace. He wasn't trying to freaking pretend or be fake, but still. I su- I suppose, but damn, that's so that's tough. So then you guys, you guys go back with the rest of the group and just hang out. Yeah, we, we all went, they were all in on it. They were, they were aware of it. So they mm-hmm. had talked to him and he said, I'll tell him and stuff like I found out later. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just stuff like that. Like uh, up until my junior year, I was like talked down to, I had really bad acne. Like it looked like a, a pizza. If you pulled all the cheese off, it was like so bad. It was so bad to get medication for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like hardcore, hardcore puberty hit. So BO and stuff like that, which it was whatever. I had like two really good buddies and this is when I moved up to Ironwood, but the football team, they, uh, they didn't like me. They didn't like that. I was starting as a, as a freshman, like, like they destroyed my bike. I had to carry my bike home uh, for about four miles, just completely trashed it. The principal wouldn't help cause he was friends with them. Um, they paintballed my mom's car when we were driving. And, uh, the judge's son was, was one of them and the judge for our town and his son paintballed their car and nothing happened. Um, he got, he got away with it. It was just stuff like that. I, I, I get sucker punched, I stuff like that. And then 
angry all the time, like so mad. Yeah. I didn't understand it. I was just pissed off at where I was. I was, I was depressed. Like I, like really not, not okay. My dad, my parents are very strict. Like I carry all my books everywhere I go. Like it was, it's just a completely different person. And Mm -hmm. then uh, my sophomore junior summer. So ending sophomore year going into junior, I started uh, fighting like with, with my dad and learning different tactics and stuff like that and uh, techniques. And then working out and I went from about 165 pounds to about 190 over the span of a summer and I came back and I got about five six fights and I I was strong and I didn't know my own strength I didn't know anything at that point and I, I wrecked people I threw a kid down the stairs and I stopped getting in fights I got along with a lot more people and uh yeah it was different so it, was, it wasn't bad after my junior year and then I went to the Marine Corps and then every little bit of it was gone after that. I was pretty confident myself. I mean, not every, it's not gone. I'm always there. I still have all these things. I, I was very ugly duck. And I don't see something Tori that says, you know, I'm, I'm naive when it comes to, to other women or other people just with how they are. Cause I'm always like, yeah, cool. We want to talk. We're friendly now. Yeah. Same thing yeah. as I was back then, but I don't know. I kind of talked a long time there. I'm sorry. No, dude, don't be at all. That was good or really emotional and like deep too. So like, okay. So (laughs) then how, what was, what did you do or what were some of the things you did to uh, be aware of these habits and these behaviors? that you wanted to change or like insecurities or like your body, like what, what was like a few of the things that you wanted to focus on? And then actually what actions did you take to kind of work on yourself in that? Um, something I've read was in, I, I was a big time reader. I, uh, I actually still have the standing record in my school um, for the most books read in a four year period. Uh, and this, and the school was founded in 1908. So I was like, it, it's not good because I like I neglected grades and stuff. I'd be sitting in geometry, it's like my book <laughs> behind my geometry book, just like reading that because you can escape into them. It was a, it was a completely different story. You could change your surround, you change where you were in your situation. And I wasn't always a happy kid. I was angry or I was sad or mad. Mm-hmm. But um, I read in a book with uh, and it's that normal phrase where it's like you end up. Uh, disliking traits and other in other people you dislike people who have the traits that you dislike in yourself mm. so if, if if somebody's super loud all the time and you don't like that because you know you are and you don't like it about the same thing so okay i started seeing that and then uh i have kind of like this this code that i live by it's like i got like two things where and this is in the marine corps so i i would say I'm 27 now. I only really kind of figured it out when I was like 24, 20, 25. Like it's been recent. Mm -hmm, Since mm -hmm. I met you, Matt. Yeah. Since me? (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. It's been a lot different since then. It's always, no, I won't take, I won't take any credit for it, but I don't know. Um, I don't think it's gone. I think I've, I learned to see that, that phrase, like you don't like, the tr- like you, you don't like things in people that you don't like in yourselves. Mm-hmm. And after the military, it was, it was, or before the military, it was always, uh, 
like the people mask is what I call it. So you have a, like, there's a, there's a, there's a quote out there that says the truest form of man is when he's alone. And like you, you, that's when you'll see his true face or something, something along those lines. And people have a mask for every situation. So if I go to the gym, I have, that's Jim Josh. He's over there. That's he's, he has to act this way. X, Y, and Z. If I'm at work, there's work Josh there. If I'm at home, there's home Josh with Tori, there's Tori Josh with, with all these, there's, there's, I don't, I don't know. And I got really good at, at blending. So, um, there's a concept of like, yeah, go ahead. And you didn't know which Josh was real. Yeah. And you didn't know what you wanted to be and how you wanted to have others perceive you either. Yep. And so what was, so that's because I think this, like this happens to, if not everyone, a lot of people. Cause I, I as you were saying that I could relate really hard and re- relate really well to that. Um, Cause just really quickly, I was also very, friendly and emotional and as a kid and still am today. So I was just like, Oh yeah, with the cool kids, I got to act this way. Oh, with the basketball guys, I got to act like a basketball player. And then with my nerd geek friends that talk about video games, I can actually be more like, more like myself. So like, yeah, I, I totally, totally relate. Um, so what, once you realized all these, there's these different Josh's, is that necessarily a bad thing? Is that, is that something you wanted to change? It is because the way I perceived it is I was lying to everyone. And that's a, that's a bad habit I had from once I figured out that lying works. I lied about getting an F uh, when I was in like first grade or something like that. And then my parents believed me and I lied for like a whole quarter. I just didn't do homework. I was in my, she said I was an angel today. And my parents, oops, sorry. It was an angel day. My parents were like, "Yeah, that's awesome. Happy! Like, here's a video game." This. Then they found out, and everything went downhill from there. Yeah. But I got away with it, and I was like, "Okay, I can lie." So I, I had a bad problem with embellishing. I had a bad problem with just trying to lie to fit in to to connect with people because otherwise it's just like, "Oh, I'm just me." Nobody wants to just know me, and it came back mm. to that self image issue. So it's kind of like mirror mirror face. Have you have you have you heard of that? Mirror face? Mirror face. So whoever it is you're talking to, you reflect them back at them. Oh, and try to like like mimic them? Yeah. 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 You're you're yourself, but you are them. You're you're them. If you can be them and they like themselves, they're comfortable with themselves, you want to be around those kind of people. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of a vague concept, but that's it's been something that's in my head. So Yeah. I didn't like it all that much because I was like, Yeah, I'm just what am I? I'm just a big fake the whole time. And it was more self-deprecation or more looking down at myself and back, back and forth. And then, uh, after, like I keep saying after the military, but after my first, first deployment, a lot of, a lot of stuff changed. I saw a lot of bad stuff, went to a really bad place and came back and there was just anger left. There wasn't any fakeness. It was real Josh. And I thought that the anger was real Josh. So I was like, Mm -hmm. This is me. Now I hate the fact that I'm angry all the time, but at least I know, hey, I'm, I'm angry. Like you've been angry before, but now you understand that that was you. You were just faking it the whole time. Yeah. And that was a, a milestone. And then uh, Tori, my wife, happened, and then a whole bunch of different things came clear. I was really pissed off when I found out that I was like, ah, shit, I like her a lot. <laughs> I got plans. I'm going to go places, but she's like 
awesome. So I'm stuck here. This is this is pretty great. Oh, I mean, great about it though. Yeah, it was weird. A lot changed after her, which is good. And that was uh, before or after when you got back and were angry, Josh. That was after I came back from my first deployment. Okay. Um, so we got married in between my first and my second deployment in uh, 2013, 2014. Uh, well, 2012, 2013, that time frame, because I deployed again in 2013 and 2014. And uh, I was rough. And then, I don't know, it became a thing. I was obsessed with power. I was obsessed with like, I am who I am now. And I'm, I'm, I'm a Marine. I'm a badass. I'm part of, I'm better than X, Y, and Z. I've proven to myself. It was just the same thing. I was just looking for affirmation. So yeah, I think, I think I got hit by reality pretty hard when I got out of the Marine Corps and stuff changed. Like I just drifted. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know. I didn't have an identity. I was just some guy. I was just another vet who was just coasting. Didn't have anything. I worked as a bouncer for years. So <laughs> go figure. Military gets out, goes to the bouncer. Worked in a shoe store. I worked uh, just a bunch of small stuff that was that didn't mean anything. I was just coasting. It was just a job. It was just like trying to get money, trying to figure stuff out. Like I was trying to contribute. Yeah. 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 Tori, it was, Tori was doing everything mm-hmm. at the time, and like, mm-hmm. she had gone through a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So then you get out military. You're like directionless. You're kind of drifting. You're going through all these different jobs. At what point? And is it connected of like what your passion and uh, when your career for construction and your passion for um, like the board cutting and the epoxy work, are those tied at all with the timeline of uh, who you think you've become real Josh uh, the last couple of years now and figured it all out? Like you were saying that or is actually, so that kind of happened on accident. Um, okay. Yeah. It was really interesting i had been working at the bar and like the owner of the company i worked for he uh he used to freak with the bar a lot um on the weekends and i had known him for like two years at this point and uh i had never actually talked like asked what he did i just knew that he wasn't a dick i never had to kick him out I always had nice conversations with him um he listened uh-huh. he'd help out with stuff and one day i said so what do you actually even do and he said i do construction i said oh are you hiring and he was taking mid-step he went Yes. And then two weeks later, I was working for him. I was going to go do this scuba diving course and I got in a bad fight uh, trying to get somebody off my car and got my face broken. Couldn't go do this course. And then I started just doing stuff that would calm me down. Started building a lot more using scraps from the job that I work. So scrap, scrap wood and finding stuff. And it just became like it, uh, it, it relighted kind of a passion that I had lost because scuba diving was all I ever wanted to do. Oh, so yeah. how did you how did you get into scuba diving? Because I knew I knew that brief like a little bit, but I never really like. Yeah, that was that was a super brief explanation, but that was kind of what it was going to yeah. be. I was going to go do like an eight week course and uh, become a master instructor diver, um, train people like do that, just be a be an instructor somewhere and i love scuba diving i started scuba diving and i was like 14 with my dad um got all my own stuff like bought bought masks and fins and everything i was proud of it mm-hmm. i loved it and it's it's the only place where it's like it's just you and everything 
doesn't matter who's with you. Like you're down there. It's the closest thing to space that I think I'll ever get. Like you're weightless. You can spin, you can enjoy everything. Like I, I dove with sharks. I did all of it. And I loved it. I, I like animals. I like nature. Yeah. They don't, they're not dicks. <laughs> <laughs> they're not dicks. So you couldn't do the course and you, you haven't like wanted to go back and do it. Do you plan on trying it again later in, at some point? I think later in life I might. Yeah. But it's not, I'm not kind of clouded by like scuba diving is what I know. That's what I can do. That's what I want to do. Uh, well, I mean, what other options do I have? I can either work at this bar or scuba dive. Now with the job, with the, the job I have now, and then my, my uh, side business doing all these custom, custom boards and stuff, it's become, I can see a future Whereas after I had my face broken and I, everything else leading up to that, that was it. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen next year. I'm just coasting. I'm just mm-hmm. here. Yeah. What, like, what are my plans? What are my stuff? And now it's, it's that I can see it and I actually want to pursue it. Mm. It's, it's a, it's a different mindset because every single, yeah, every week, every month leading all the way up through my life up until the Marine Corps, it was like, Cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, what am I going to do next week? Do I have a plan for two years from now? Do I have an idea? Sure, I can write stuff down, but can I actually like visualize it and see it? Like right now, I, I can I can visualize. I have like a 400 square foot shop with like a section over here for welding, a section over here for the wood stack. So a section over here for, for dry times. This is my wood, my station. This is, like, I can see it. I have like yeah. designs that I've written up for what my place will look like. And it's, I don't it's know. killer. That's awesome. Quick message from one of my sponsors, Anchor. Anchor is the platform I use to host my podcast on. It is so free and so easy to use. As a chronic overthinker and over-researcher, I usually over-analyze everything before making a decision. Anchor was a clear choice for me and helped my podcast get off the ground quickly. It'll distribute your podcast for you so your audience can listen on their favorite platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You do not need fancy equipment or software. You can literally record and edit podcasts within the app on your phone or computer. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required. If you've been wanting to start your own podcast, I highly encourage you to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So so did finding that or falling into construction and finding this passion was that around the same time or is that not connected to real Josh and like who you wanted to be? Cause I'm trying to see if there's like any. It was um, the scuba diving was when I was really like, okay, I'm just gonna, let's just move. Let's just do something. I want, I know scuba diving. I know of it. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was still trying to be like, yeah, I'm going to find real Josh scuba diving. I'm going to find real mm-hmm. me. Like, whatever whatever it is and it, it, it as as it's, it's going to change i'm sure like as i get older i'll be okay now i care about this this is who i am now but i can see myself for what i am now and what i want to do i uh i came into construction green green i had to buy like a hammer and tool bags and stuff like that and i didn't have anything and that was about two and a half years ago now i'm head foreman for the company yeah like i was brand new to building and so I had I had always worked with tools and stuff like that growing up, but 
I don't know how to, I didn't know how to build a house or what the code's for or what the angle, like how to use a raptor square. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's like, yeah, it's second nature. And it's, it's, it's something that I've found, I've excelled so much at because I found so much uh, interest in it. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> That's the whole point, Josh. This yeah, is your episode. I know, but now I'm shy. No, no. But yeah. Uh, I'm listening. I'm enthralled. I'm. Okay. It's awesome. Um. So because I see you're talking about. There's a bunch of tools in the back of the ground right now. I can see you're in the garage. It's really cool. Um. Lots of stuff going on there. So and this is where you also do the uh, the wood projects in the garage as well. And that's some somewhat recent. Last few months, right? Like the um, custom projects, or is it closer to a year? I think it's a year now. Yeah. Okay. And- and that's actually like putting time into and taking taking some orders. I'm still I'm like a a lot closer now to getting uh, LLC started. Um, but it's just a lot of a lot of orders now. Uh, John, from uh, we both have a mutual yeah. friend, John. I'm doing a custom epoxy and resin uh, black walnut box made out of recycled gun stocks. Um, it's going to be it's a shadow box for a kabuki mask that he had imported from Japan. Sweet. Just, uh, I got. The, I'm looking at the the chunks of it right here. I'm gonna turn this guy into a freaking badass box. I got a couple of these over here. Dude, that's awesome. Okay, so you're head foreman now. You got this these side these cool side projects. You're powerlifting, by the way. Josh yeah. is a badass. Um, that's how we met two two, two and, and a half, half years, years ago. Years yeah, ago, three actually or so. Now. Yeah, basically at a super training gym in West Sac. Um, and so who are you today and how are you feeling compared to past? Um, I'm feeling a lot more beat up. Powerlifting's rough. <laughs> it, it sucks. I don't know why we do it. I don't either. It's just masochism. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, I, I'm a lot more confident. Um, and like I said, my wife had a lot to do with that. I'm a lot more self-aware. I'm not near as naive. Uh, like I had a lot of that kind of ugly duckling story where I started out real rough and then things kind of fell into place and people, I actually had a, this is not, I'm, I'm just kind of self-indulging here, but Tor, my, Tori had told me we just did a, a, a black tie event for um, something that they won for their their winery, uh, Turkovich Winery, they won business of the year. And uh, there's a black tie event. We all went, they were getting awards and we, we all hung out afterwards. And I was just talking, just like, I don't have any expectations for people anymore. I'm not like, yeah, if I act this way, people will be my friend. It's like, no, I'm just gonna be me. I'm just gonna say what I think is funny. I'm gonna act how I think is like how appropriate to act at that time. I'm not, like I, I could care less. Like at that, yeah. like uh, I yeah. still get insecure. I still get upset. I still get embarrassed. Obviously that's not never going to go away, but there's, there's so little of that in my day to day now because of the, because of the fact that I just said, fuck it. I'm going to do me, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, I, Dude, I, I know what I'm doing. Yep. There's only one Josh. Well, Josh Riegler. Yeah. There's only one of there's you. There's only one, one, this guy here. Yeah, there's plenty of Josh's, but just be yourself and figure. And if people don't like it, fuck it, man. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, um, 
yeah, I, I just can relate a lot, man. Um, <laughs> what I think it is too, is it's not just like confidence in myself. It's like, if I don't like you as a person, if you're not going to provide value to me, I have people that will. There's, I have friends, like I have you, I have, I have the, uh, a couple of guys at the gym. I have like Jeff and Nate. I have my, my family. I have my wife. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I go home and you don't like me because of X, Y, and Z, oh no, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to forget not, you by tomorrow. That's what's going to happen. Right. So you're not like, you don't need to constantly n- not be yourself, lie, embellish, all these things you used to do in order to try to fit in. You don't feel like you have to do that anymore. Yes. Um, so I... I this is a little, this, this relates to it, I swear, but it's a slightly okay. change. Um, have yeah. you watched uh, You on Netflix, yes. Joe? Yeah. This con- I, I, it's kind of upsetting because I relate to him way too much with just the internal thinking and like this self-deprecation is how he would act, what he would do for X, X, Y, and Z. But the fact that the looking for solid connection, just looking for somebody who knows everything and wants to do everything. I have people now. I've been lucky enough to find like my wife, I've been lucky enough to find people that I can just talk to and not be like afraid of judgment or this or that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as messed up as that show is, I could relate to it. Cause that's, I think that's what it was that I was looking for. It was just knowing that somebody else was okay with who I am and how I act for me to know that I was okay with that. And it sucks. Cause I still ended up looking for affirmation from someone else, but I didn't need it. And I know that now, like hindsight, to be comfortable with myself, but it, it helped me get there was a huge factor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess. So just yeah. people, people who want to help people and aren't, aren't just assholes. Like they, they don't want to try and cause damage. Yeah. Or use you or just pretend. Exactly. And like, yeah. Yeah. Those people suck. Um, and there's plenty of those people, but there's also plenty of good folks. So it's it's hard to uh, it's case in point, Mr. Matt Lady. <laughs> thanks. Um, I'm not bad. Um, uh, you're pretty so... great, dude. Oh, thanks, man. Um, where are we we going? Ah, yes. Yeah, so you have oh these core strong friends and family. Um, and there's people that you feel like you can be yourself around. They accept you for your mm-hmm. strengths and your weaknesses. Yeah. It's not like they're just like, oh, I only like Josh because he's funny. I mm-hmm. don't like Josh because he like everyone has flaws. That's the whole point of being a human yeah. is everyone is flawed. Like, Perfected right. So it's like, that's, yeah, yes. The per- yeah. Perfect is not even a thing. And it's just a thing we've made up. So, um, it's just really interesting how it takes getting older to just figuring that out. Like it that really does. It just takes time and it changes for, it's just different for everyone. Um, obviously it's like, Oh, I wish I'd learned that earlier. And like childhood and teenage years would have been Dude, easier. I think I was <laughs> 16. The first time I had like, I was, I was probably like 14. The first time I thought, Dude, if I could go back, if I could go back to when I was seven, man, <laughs> I was 14 years years old thinking that. So it's like you learn as you go, like you say. But now it's it's <laughs> if I could go back to when I was seven now, <laughs> just how much how much not better, but like I guess easier. It was rough. It's always it's always rough for everyone. Everyone it's all relative. 
It's all relative. It's all relative, but yeah. And it and I like I think it's interesting. You're gonna say better, but you're like, no, just easier and different. Because then who knows how certain events would have unfolded, who you would have met, and how you would have become. You're you are who you are today. I'm I am who I am today because of all the good and the bad we've been through. That's literally everything that went through my head as I was saying it. I was like, yeah, it's better is not the right word because of what you said. That's cool. And I, I like saw, you. and I, I wanted to say that because I saw your face, and not everyone's going to be able to see that. Yeah. So I just wanted to clarify and uh, no, expand. That's really on good. That really that quick, was a really so. good explanation. Thank you. Um, so you're you're kicking ass. You're making these cool things. When are you opening your shop, and when do you want me to market you, market it for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now I do orders through Instagram. Um, that's where a lot of my stuff is. I post pretty much all the, all the projects that I have going. Uh, I have a lot more that I have, I have stock set up now of photos. Um, I want to build a portfolio before I can get stuff going, but, uh, I do the custom orders through there right now. Uh, it's just getting DMS. And that is at, at built underscore better. Yeah. We'll, we'll have it at the end as well. And we'll tag it in the show notes, tag it on the social post for this episode. So you guys can get your custom orders from Josh. Um, he does really awesome stuff. I still need to come by and check it out. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're more than welcome. Well, I was thinking of trying to put on for at least a couple of the friends I've talked to. Um, I haven't told you this yet, actually. Uh, I got, I got a lot going on with the woodworking side, but I wanted to do like a group date night slash hangout or something like that, where I open yeah. up my, sh- my shop, my garage, and I show the process of the boards. We, we chop them up. I, I get like, we can get like a hundred bucks of lumber and have enough to make five boards pretty easy. And just the process, how it goes. And then they bring it home for themselves. Like, like it'd be, I don't know. Kind of like, yeah, like the, that, the wine and wine and paint one, but um, <laughs> it'd be for woodworking because I haven't seen it. Yeah, wood. Yeah, wood wood and wine. Uh, no drinking while we're doing it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, dude. That this sounds is awesome. Six, this is my sixth class, and I'm gonna use the pan saw. Mm-hmm. No, no drinking and sawing, folks. Yeah, um, it'd be it's it's a cool it's a cool concept. That is thought. interesting. Yeah, there's wine and paint night. Why not? Well, yeah, exactly. Again, not wine and wood, but burgers afterwards and burgers and boards how about that burgers and boards get burgers and brew to sponsor it oh that'd be so dope dude i gotta get like seven more seven more saws we'll make this happen well we'll, we'll get there it's a process yeah it's a process. but so this sounds exciting that's fun yeah. um <laughs> anything else you wanted to go back on share um retouch or kind of wrap up um before we move on I have one, one more thing uh, yeah. that I'm in the process of doing. Uh, have you have you heard of the? I think I told you about it. The the company Irreverent Warriors. Yes, yeah. I think you did tell me about this. Yeah, I told you about. It. I'll just talk talk about that real quick. Yeah, go for it. Cool. Um, so one of my old squad leaders, his name's Jake Fry. Uh, he is kind of like the head of the entire Midwest of irreverent warriors. And what that is, is it's a vet um, kind of not, not so much charity, but it's an event organization that does charities. It does events, does like the, the silky runs. When you see a whole bunch of vets in those sh- short shorts and nothing else running around, just dangling mm-hmm. around um, yep. hikes, 
dinners, things like that, uh, get-togethers, reunions. Um, I uh, we lost a couple of guys on my first deployment. It was a it was this thing in Afghanistan, which is uh, it was called the uh, the most kinetic environment since the Korean War. Fallujah was rough. All these other ones were rough. I don't I don't know if that's true or not, but it was a it was bad. We put like 250 IEDs out of the ground. And we lost some dudes. Um, a buddy of mine, I uh, I, I I couldn't I I haven't been able to do anything for him. And then in the last year, I've I've had about six. Six, six, seven guys die, either from suicide or from being killed or something like that. And a reverend warriors, um, I was talking with him. And, um, I'm trying to make it happen, but I was trying to do. Uh, I'm I'm planning on doing uh, memorial boards. So basically, if you take like a photo of one of the guys, one of their whatever it is, uh, quote photo, anything like that, and turn it into a negative, so you get like the black and white. I carve that into boards and then pour epoxy. So it's a, it's a portrait, carved portrait, just like a, like a negative image of it. And then I'd be giving them to the families and stuff like that. I'm trying to get, a, trying to get a couple of more, a uh, couple more boards done so that I can actually bring that to them. But they said they work with me on it, stuff like that. But Irreverent Warriors is one of the best, best sites or best uh, companies that I've seen. Them and like the Semper Fi Fund. They're pretty great. Yeah. 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 No, I'll definitely um, make sure I get the links and tags and profiles of those and make sure that's in here too. That's really cool. That, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was kind of off the wall. It's just. No, dude, it's, it's all good. It's tied in. It's your episode. It's what you want to talk about. That's yeah. Cool. So we'll, uh, we'll get that in there. Um, that's a really good uh, cause um, yeah. to try to like remember, have their families and have them have a, good like thing to remember them by it's been it's been nine years that i finally thinking of something i could do for them because we were friends but i haven't met them i haven't talked to them i didn't know anything about their family mm-hmm. other than what they said what they told me but i mean there's a connection you get when you're on deployment that's ridiculous yeah but, yeah wow. i don't know um that was that was yeah kind of downer there at the end but yeah that, that was uh it's all good. You can't you can't have the good without the bad or yeah, the down. So it's ups and downs within even in a podcast episode. So all good, dude. Thanks for uh, opening up and sharing. Yeah, uh, don't worry about it at all. Um, so the that one thing segment. Uh-huh. If you're able to talk to everyone in the world all at once, they can understand you. Don't worry about language barriers. And it's a video, it's a text, or an image. What would you tell them and why? What's that one thing? It could be a life truth. It could be a mantra. It could be something funny. I think it's, I have it right here on the top of my head. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the code that I talked about earlier that I kind of live by. It's a, it's a two-part code that I, one, learned from a comedian that I took to heart. And it was during a freaking punchline, but it was the most profound thing. And then one that I learned when I was in the core that are like basically two sides of the same coin. Um, no matter what you're thinking, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're seeing somebody else doing, perception is reality. 
So if you think like it's the same th- that that it's a there's a image out there where there's two people standing facing each other and in between them there's a six. One of them sees a six and one of them sees a nine. Neither of them are wrong, but their perception is the other person is wrong. And that plays into the second half of it, which is if you're going to pick a side, you better be able to argue your opponent's view, argue for your opponent's view. Otherwise, you're not entitled to your own opinion. There's no like, nope, that's just how it is. There's no this, that. I've been called, I've been told I am racist because it's in my blood because I'm a white male. I've been smacked in the face because of that. Like I like it's there's there's so so much ignorance when it comes to how you view yourself and how you view other people that it's mm-hmm. it, it's ridiculous to me. I don't know how people can look at something and not be like, "Ah man, that's a messed up thing he did," but I get why he did it. I I I if I have to sit there and I have to understand him, I don't have a choice. I have to understand why this person did this, why they did that. Okay, there's reasoning there. I don't agree with it at all. But I can I, I see how you got from point A to point Z. There's no like, no, you don't even have an A. That's it. I'm done. There's no conversation like this. Who is it? There's a, a louder with Crowder, or whatever. He does the change of my mind. He'd go to different campuses and stuff. And he's controversial as fuck. So I'm not gonna talk about that. But that concept where it's like a conversation is a conversation. You don't have to, you don't have to yell. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to like approach things. Don't be passive aggressive. And you're not entitled to your own opinion unless you can argue the other person's side. You have to know why somebody's doing something. Yeah. And why you're doing it. That's really good. So it's like a lot of empathy too. Yes. Like not necessarily, like you said, you may not agree with it, but you have to be able to at least work through your own mind and thought process to perceive what they're perceiving yeah. or else you're never going to understand and because where they're their, coming from. Because their perception is their reality for them. If they feel they've been ostracized, if they feel they've been bullied, if they feel they've been wronged in one way or the other, you can't tell them they haven't because they have to them. Mm-hmm. You have to understand wow. why that is that way. And the same thing, if somebody feels entitled or like they deserve something or X, Y, and Z, why do they think that? Mm-hmm. And every, every, no, no two people's backgrounds and experiences and memories and situations are the same. So you don't know where they're coming from. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. That's the easy way to say that. You don't know what you don't know. So you can't say you get it or you got it or X, Y, and Z. The same thing with loss. I've had people tell me <laughs> uh, when I, I, I opened up to somebody about uh uh, one, of, one of my buddies who died when I was in Afghanistan. And uh, they said, yeah, man, my dog just died. I, I, I get it. Loss sucks. And I'm like, no. you know what? Maybe that was his only friend his whole life. Something, something. Yeah, but something. It, it, there wasn't any thought there. There wasn't any, no. any something. And it's, even in situations like that, you have to, you have to sit there and be like, okay, <laughs> maybe I won't talk to you anymore, but I can't just, freaking be livid at you you just said something and you were trying there was intent behind that i guess i don't know but it's, yeah it's, we're like we we hope that he was trying to just relate and be like you're not alone this is how i'm feeling too it's might not, not like feel alone yeah exactly he might he and might see josh growing up just wanting connection i don't know yep yep 
Cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great, that one thing is to just hear people, hear, hear people out and you, uh, you can't argue your own opinion unless your side of the argument, unless you know the other side too. Um, they're not that's you awesome. and understand who they are to get to, to, to understand why they're acting the way they are. That's the biggest thing. Perception is reality and you're not entitled to your opinion unless you can argue the other side. Thank you for wrapping it up much better than I did. Um, it was, it was your, uh, is your thoughts. So, uh, that was good. Um, perception is reality. Josh, where the hell can people find you? And if they want to um, talk to you or order any custom uh, epoxy or other kind of projects? Yeah, so uh, I respond to pretty much every message. I'm not huge on Instagram, but my uh, Instagram is once again at built underscore better, B-U-I-L-T underscore B-E-T-T-E-R. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. I do I'm on that. I share pretty much all my posts there, but that's kind of more on the family side. Uh, Instagram's more kind of like it is for everyone where it's directed towards what you want people to see. So I mm-hmm. want them to see the boards. I want them to see, there's a couple yeah. of gym posts on there too, but it's transitioning and I'll eventually end up turning it into a solid work page. Yeah. Awesome. So people can uh, check out Josh. He's awesome, dude. Strong man, kind man, really talented. Uh, my life is better for uh, having met him and having him as a friend. So uh, Josh, really appreciate your time. And uh, thanks for everyone else for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relatively Vulnerable Podcast. If you haven't already, I'd love and appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out a lot in terms of growing the listenership. If you want to take it a step further, you can throw a few bucks towards the podcast and donate at anchor.fm slash relatively vulnerable and click the support button. I always love hearing your feedback and support, so if you post or share about the podcast, please tag me at Matt Lady Digital on Twitter or Instagram. Thanks and have an awesome day.